is News Radio 740. KTRH Houston. Live everywhere with the IRF. Now, the latest news, weather, and traffic from the Gallery Furniture Made in America studios. Well, good morning. We are back where we should be. 5 a.m. is our time here in Houston's Morning News. I'm Jimmy Barrett along with Sheriff Fryer. Bunger top stories as we get started this morning. Looks like we're getting back to normal today. Cruz officially endorses Trump. And coming up at 5.08, HHS spending big money on a teen pregnancy program for transgender boys. Details in the minutes ahead. You're in Houston's Morning News. First, let's check out that morning drive. Here's Sky Mike. We're not out of the woods yet, so uh, let's treat the roads as if there could be a patch of ice here or there anyway. Of course, uh, if you're getting back to work, uh, we've got an easy ride in. Just want to kind of take it easy. And uh, we do have some good news downtown. 69 Southwest Freeway, the off-ramp to the downtown split, was damaged this past weekend in a big truck fire. Uh, that's now reopened, so at least you have some of your routes back. And uh, we'll get on the ship channel bridges at 510 in the generator supercenter.com traffic center from our ktrh top tax defenders 24 hour weather center sunny to start then a couple of afternoon clouds today with a high temperature right about 47 why does that sound warm <laughs> sounds downright hot it does we'll get the latest from terry smith when we talk to her in about nine minutes right now 22 at your official severe weather station news radio 740 ktrh it is time now for the news here's sheriff fryer Do you feel this sense of maybe you can let go of your stress a little bit today? I don't know. 502 right now on News Radio 740 KTRH and our top story. City operations will go back to normal. City employees will be at work. Houston Mayor John Whitmire, he's talking about today because the freeze ends later this morning. Now, most area schools are open today. The complete list at KTRH.com. We could, however, see pipe pipe issues revealing themselves today as temperatures get over the freezing mark. Still no issues with our grid overall. The ERCOT is not asking Texans to conserve this morning. So how about grid politics A privately funded transmission line connecting East Texas to grids in Louisiana and Mississippi is now gaining momentum. The guys that are building the project have called it ice storm insurance. But Brett Bennett with the Texas Public Policy Foundation says it's not. The problem is that during storms like this, our regions to our east don't really have any extra power to give. It's just as cold there as it is here. Bennett says the only positive is that if they do it, it would not be funded by taxpayer money. There's a lot bigger politics involved in how the grid operates with wind and solar, a topic all Texans should be asking about. If you're flying today, there are delayed and canceled flights out of Bush and Hobby, but nothing like Monday and Tuesday. Fewer than 100 flights impacted so far, and those are basically because the winter storm is hammering other parts of the country now. More than seven and a half inches of snow blanketing Music City Tuesday, a new record and more snow in one day than this city usually gets all winter. Schools across Middle Tennessee closed through Wednesday. That's Fox Weather's Nicole Valdez. Now, weather warnings also underway already that next week will bring more hard freezes in that part of the world from St. Louis to the Florida Panhandle. It's now 504. The people have spoken. It's time to move onward to victory in November. Texas Senator Ted Cruz, who has finally endorsed Donald Trump. Cruz told KTRH's Sean Hennity that the GOP race is over. 
The former president, right after yet another court appearance, rallied in New Hampshire last night with that state's primary just six days away now. I know that New Hampshire will never let us down, just like in 2016. Yeah, in 2016, Trump won New Hampshire by 20 points. There's not a better choice left in this race. Trump brought Vivek Ramaswamy to the rally stage after his fourth place finish in Iowa and dropped out of the race Monday night. Trump teased that Vivek will be, quote, working with us for a long time. He was in New Hampshire after first attending the second defamation trial being brought against him by writer E. Jean Carroll. By the way, that's a lawsuit bankrolled by billionaire Reed Hoffman, who is also funding Nikki Haley. See how it works? Meantime, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, he's ignoring calls to open a criminal investigation into Fulton County, the DA Fannie Willis, for corruption. She's accused of having an improper relationship with a special prosecutor that she appointed and pays as the state of Georgia is going after Trump for the J6 and the election in Georgia. The appeals court in Washington, D.C., now a panel of seven, has sharply rebuked the other three judges on the court who earlier upheld the government and let Jack Smith seize Trump's Twitter accounts in private conversations. The majority basically outraged by the unconstitutional act of the other three who voted three to zero. But they said there's no remedy for Trump now because Jack Smith has already done it. As for Trump's challengers, ABC canceled tomorrow night's New Hampshire debate after Nikki Haley backed out. Let's look at our money. A procedural vote in the Senate advancing some short-term resolution to keep the government going before the Friday night deadline. Here we go again. Other issues need to be addressed, though, about the border and funding for Ukraine. We'll see how that shakes up. White House says trying to sell us Bidenomics, but 71% say The Biden economy is bad. That's what Americans say. His 31% approval from ABC News is the lowest for an American president in 15 years. Of course, the White House now blaming the messenger for these numbers. He blames the media, even the media that's on Team Biden. Here's KTRH's Jeff Biggs. And sure, the big problem is the Biden backers in the media are too negative. Why is he blaming the media? Because he figures that he's got them in his pocket. He can say anything he wants because basically they're basically Democrat partisans. So he can say anything and they'll just go along with it. As far as they're concerned, if you don't back Biden, you're going to get Donald Trump. That is author and economist Elizabeth Ames in one of the rare times that the media is actually telling the truth. I think it's the whole picture. It's not just one thing. The fact that prices are 20% higher at the grocery store, that's huge. Every single area, they're higher. Things that you rely on that you used to not think about spending money on are just in the stratosphere. A recent poll found that only 34% of Americans expect the economy to improve this year. All right, Jeff, thank you. Would you consider, however, taking a 20% pay cut to have a better work-life balance? A third of boomers told Ford they would. But Gen Zs and millennials were closer to, get this, 60%. A lot of them are not interested in working a 60-hour week. They want to do as little as possible in order for them to earn a living so that they can do what they really want. Joel Patterson, CEO of the Vested.com, he says this is impacting the post-pandemic workplace. There's still a lot of people walking around having unrealistic expectations, but it's not like it was a couple of years ago. 
Not as bad. Workplace changing like the changing of the guard. Texans getting ready for Saturday's playoff showdown against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, the AFC's top seed in the playoffs. They've grown uh, throughout the season as an offense. I feel like they're much more efficient. Lamar is playing exceptional football, right? MVP caliber football. He's doing a really good job. Coach D'Amico Ryan's kickoff from Baltimore set for 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. I'm Shiva Fryer on News Radio 740 KTRH. The tools you need to take on the day. News in the morning. Weather and traffic. This is Houston's Morning News with Jimmy Barrett and Shara Fryer. Unless they're girls. Uh, 509 is our time here on Houston's Morning News. All right. Um, maybe I'm quibbling about, you know, chump change here. $698,000 to the federal government is not, it's not even a penny for a government that's $34 trillion in debt. But how do you justify spending $698,000 to create an inclusive teen pregnancy program for transgender boys? Because... Only girls can get pregnant, and we're already covering that, right? Can't, can't, can't a transgender boy just learn about the birds and the bees the same way that a regular boy or girl would learn about the birds and the bees and how, how that happens? We have to, how do, how is that program different? So we're talking about girls who get pregnant at 14 who think that they are boys and are making the, the transition. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and, 14 year olds. And if they think they're boys. And how did they get pregnant? Well, that, that that's what I was going to get to next. If if you're a boy. I mean, we know how that works. So, yes. Uh, well, here's the part that I always find very confusing about the conversation, which is if you are a girl who identifies as a boy who gets pregnant, you have to have had sex with a male, a boy. Or a man, whatever the case may be. Or maybe a boy who thinks he, who says he's a girl. I mean, who knows? Yeah, but if it's a boy who thinks he's a boy, does that make the the, the uh, transgender boy? Does it make gay? the science any different? No. <laughs> is, is, are we talking? Does that make does that make the girl boy gay or or maybe, or, or maybe it's not by a boy? Maybe it's by a predator. We don't know how many of these confused children risk. Well, that, that's a are victims. That's too. that's a valid point. That is a valid point. It seems to me, though, that we could probably, you know, continue to teach sex education if we're going to continue to do that, you know, the old fashioned way. This is how this is how it works. This is what's required to get pregnant, regardless of what you identify as. Time for traffic and weather together. Let's check My out that drive. Spinning. Yeah, I know, Sky. It's confusing, Sky. Mike, it's good. It, the only thing that's not confusing this morning is the drive because we're getting back to normal today. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you know, well, I, I, I don't want to say we're out of the woods just yet because, you know, we haven't gone above freezing, which means, and, and Terry will attest to this too, there can be just different conditions where, you know, some ice can pop up, especially on bridges and overpasses and, uh, you know, any anywhere where that's, that's elevated. I wouldn't even trust some of the elevated freeways like the East Tex downtown or the Pierce Elevated. 
Austin. Uh, let's take a look now. 288 South, if you're coming up from Angleton, Stephen F. Austin, he says, I'm a boy. Uh, northbound, we're in good shape from Angleton up to the Beltway, Beltway into downtown, rocking along, and uh, not a lot of traffic, so I'm enjoying that. And, you know, if you want to stay off the freeway today, I'll still write you an excuse. Uh, Gulf Freeway looks nice. It's uh, probably a good time to be coming up from Galveston Causeway. No problems here. 21 minutes from Clear Lake. And uh, let's slip over quickly to the Ship Channel Bridges. Hartman, you are eight lanes of fun right now. Uh, toll Bridge, no major problems. Ooh, I, I don't know if I'd do the Toll Bridge this morning. Uh, 610 Sherman Bridge. Bud Plants 225 is going. I'm Sky Mike and the Generator Supercenter.com Traffic Center. You can quote me, Terry. From our KTRH Stop Tax Defenders 24 Hour Weather Center, Terry is here. Almost wore shorts today, Terry. <laughs> 47. I almost lowered my threshold to 47. That's how excited I am about getting above freezing. <laughs> I'm excited about it, too. But as Sky Mike aptly mentions, we are well below freezing this morning. So we still have our hard freeze warning. We still have the wind chill advisory till 10 a.m. So it's a good thing you didn't wear your shorts, Jimmy. Um, temperatures are in the teens and 20s right now. As far as any ice on the roads, the only way we're going to see any problems is if somebody dumps something liquid or something bursts. So hopefully that's not uh, an issue. And and we are defrosting. Hooray. Mid-40s to mid-50s today. 60s tomorrow. Cold front sneaks into town Thursday night. So we cool down over the weekend. Friday near 50 and Saturday in the mid to upper 40s. Right now it's 22 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. It's Houston's Morning News, brought to you by New South Window Solutions. Now, back to Jimmy and Shara with the info you need to take on the day. Rachel Maddow on MSNBC gave an explanation as to why they could not carry the Trump acceptance speech, the victory speech from Iowa. So we'll share her lame rationale with you coming up next and get some reaction to it. First, though, we have traffic and weather together, starting with you, Sky Mike. Rachel Maddow. Dude looks like a lady, or lady looks like it. I'm not sure. Lady looks like a dude. Well, you're on a road. First, you say that only girls can have babies, and then you go there. All right, uh, let's do Southwest Freeway quickly. Let's go up from Rosenberg. They did open all those main lanes, in case you were wondering, uh, from yesterday. We had to completely close them down, so we're good there. Grand Parkway looks to be reopened, you big shots. You look good now. Uh, From 290 down to the Southwest Freeway. Still below freezing. All it needs is a little water to make a little ice. I'm not trying to panic anybody. I'm just saying, you know, watch out for, you know, don't slam those brakes. And watch out for other stations, listeners, that just slam their brakes for no reason, but that's a normal day. West Park Tollway, all the way in Grand Parkway. I'm Sky Mike at your generator, supercenter.com traffic center. From our KTRH Top Tax Defenders 24-hour weather center for today, we're looking at uh, sunshine to start, then a couple of afternoon clouds, about 47 today on average. Only down to 42 tonight, so we stay way above freezing, becoming partly cloudy 68 for the high temperature tomorrow. Friday, cooling back down again, sunny and windy, those 25 to 30 mile per hour gusts with a high right about 50. Temperature right now is 22 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. Time to check out some of our top stories. Here on this Wednesday morning, here's Shara. Good morning, everyone. It's 522 on News Radio 740 KTRH. Our headlines are sponsored by DM Auto Leasing. Light at the end of the tunnel for us. Houston will be out of this Arctic freeze by lunchtime. More Houston violent crime, however, it didn't stop. One man killed, another hurt in a shooting in southwest Houston. That dead man was shot 18 times. 
Tonight's Powerball jackpot, $102 million. Latest news anytime at KTRH.com. Our next update will be at the bottom of the hour. My life. My life. My life. My life. My life. Life. My life. Happens here. News Radio 740. KTRH. I might as well roll with it, right? 523 is the time here in Houston's Morning News. So... In this clip, we have the liberal media reacting as you would expect them to react to Donald Trump's runaway victory in Iowa. We have MSNBC's Rachel Maddow explaining why they could not carry Trump's victory speech. Also, Joy Reid. Did you see Joy Reid? She she had. Did you see her? Did you you, did you see her hair? No, I don't watch her. She had a blonde comb over wig on. If she hates Donald Trump so much, why is she trying to look like him? Well, it was she's amazing. Trying to make fun of him is what she's doing. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's something subliminal going on there. By the way, we have response to it all from Greg Gutfeld. So let's take a listen. First of all, I thought it was huge. Everybody knows it was historic. 98 out of 99 counties and the 99th county lost by one vote. But look, it it was a landslide. And so the question is, what happens now? I mean, is this it? Hang on a second. I really think it's amazing that Nikki Haley comes out. It pulled the same thing on me. Now I got to find my cursor. It pulled the same thing on me that it pulls on you every now and again. Doggone it. I got to get the right cut. Let me find yeah, this. Yeah, I'll fill for you while you, <laughs> you deal it. with the cuss- I cursor. I got it. Here we go. The cusser, let's, as let's, I call it. Let's get the right cusser on. The projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. These are white Christians. That This is a state that is overrepresented were overrepresented by white Christians. He voted for a guy who said, come, risk your lives for the Grand Wizard. Come in the snow and the sleep because I am more important than your life. It's that the Trump has in some ways become religion for a certain section of the American electorate and especially for evangelicals, that it's not about the virtue anymore. It's about the vice that Trump expresses. 18%. So I think we're all sitting here disgusted that they would vote for someone Uh like this. You can tell that Joy Reid is totally in Trump's camp because she's wearing his hair. (laughs) And I think that's a sign she knew he was going to win. She wanted to be on the winning side. Look at that. That's uh, that's uh, Trump's hair. And Clay Travis's blazer. Yes, exactly. Look, you know, the the thing that what's always interesting is how little self-examination these people do. They're like they're like Etch-A-Sketch, right? They they write all these things in their little brain and create this hysteria, predict things that will never happen. Then they shake their head and it's all gone and then they start over again both sides left and right traffic in apocalyptic pronouncements and in in some cases demonization but there's a key difference here the liberal media's argument is all prediction right the right median media is usually based on evidence right we have the crime wave the border the attack on science targeting of parents the military white supremacy hoax domestic terrorism the suppression of speech these are things that you don't have to predict they're right there so the media will say and all they can say is trump will do x trump will do y but all you got to do is go like yeah but look at the border crisis 
Look at the fact that you removed punishment from uh, from criminals. Look at, how, you know, look at how you lied about climate to push a destructive agenda. Those aren't predictions. Those are facts. Mm. Yeah, that's the reality of what they did versus what they claim Trump will do. 527. Time to take a look at your money. Scott Carr is in again this morning. Good morning, Jimmy. Stocks started this holiday shortened trading week with a losing session. Losses for the major averages ranged between two and six tenths of a percent. Boeing, a big drag on the blue chips. Its shares fell by nearly eight percent as the aerospace company deals with more and more concerns about their aircraft safety. This morning, we get reports on retail sales, import prices, and industrial production out of Washington. And an industry group will report on home builder sentiment. According to Redfin, empty nest baby boomers own more than 28% of all of the larger U.S. homes. That's about twice the percentage of such homes owned by millennials with kids. In Houston, Redfin found that millennials with kids make up about 15% of owners of large homes. That's a little higher than the national average. Stock futures are again lower this morning. Dow futures down by 169 points. NASDAQ futures down 99. S&P futures down 23 points. I'm Scott Carr, Bloomberg Business on News Radio 740 KTRH. News, weather, traffic, plus breaking news 24 7. This is News Radio 740 KTRH. Live everywhere with the IRF. From the Gallery Furniture Made in America studios. 5 30 is our time. Houston's morning news. I'm Jimmy Barrett along with Sheriff Fryer. Bunger top stories this half hour. Schools, they're open. So are the roads. DHS tells the state to let them back in the park. And coming up at 5 38, one in 10 restaurants in the United States are now. Mexican restaurants. Details in the minutes ahead. You're in Houston's Morning News. First, let's check out that morning drive again. Here's Sky Mike. Ah, I stand corrected. All right, they were supposed to have, I had some back information, supposedly, that they'd open the downtown split as uh, we look at the live shot here. That is definitely a closure. 69 Southwest Freeway. That was due to an 18-wheeler fire uh, from this past weekend, and it did some real damage to that roadway. So this is going to be closed, and uh, now my back channel friends say it's closed till further notice. So uh, take Kirby, take Shepard. You can get on uh, Richmond or Westheimer, head downtown that way, or uh, just head up on the East Tex Elevated. I'm Sky Mike on the GeneratorSuperCenter.com Traffic Center. From our KTRH Generator Supercenter, 24-hour weather center, sunny to start, then a few afternoon clouds today with a high temperature right about 47. We're going to warm up for at least a couple of days before we get chilly again. Uh, we'll go ahead and check in with uh, Terry Smith at the Weather Channel, get you an update on the forecast in eight minutes. Right now, 22 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. It is time now for the news. Here's Sheriff Fryer. Morning, everyone. It's now 532 on News Radio 740 KTRH. Our headlines are sponsored by DM Auto Leasing. We got light at the end of the tunnel. Houston's going to be out of this Arctic freeze by lunchtime. Oh, I'm doing our headlines. Talk about your cursor. Doggone it. <laughs> Here we go. I just looked at the clock and said, oh, it's 532. Here we go. Top story this hour. As I said, we're almost done with the freezes. City offices reopening today. Kids back in school. When temperatures get over the freezing mark later this morning, though, we could see what's happened with our pipes. The city system is stable. It is going to continue providing water, but we need everybody to be vigilant. And as you encounter these leaks, we need to make sure that we're getting them stopped and under control as quickly as possible. 
Houston Public Works Director Carol Haddock. Texas Grid has held up during this multi-day event. About 100 homes in Magnolia lost natural gas services on Monday. Now, energy company Epcor blamed that problem on low pressure in the main service line. That has been resolved. It had nothing to do with the grid. The climate crusaders can't get their stories straight. The New York Times has gone from saying climate change will end snow forever, just saying it will cause more snow than ever before. Greenies also don't like being called out over their climate hypocrisy, especially Biden climate czar John Kerry. What's the carbon footprint of these events every single year that you come here? You think it's worth it? Peasants pay for your crimes? That's a stupid question. Yeah, right. He flies private jets, as do all the attendees at Davos, the World Economic Forum, which is where he is with his fellow fellow billionaires right now. Kerry's boss just had the Homeland Security Department threaten Texas. Overtaking control of a park in Eagle Pass last week, a city park, where federals have been processing thousands of illegal invaders into Texas. They just took over the park. DHS sent the state a letter demanding the feds get that access again so they can overrun Eagle Pass. They want control of the park by tomorrow. The White House outrageously also blames Texas for the drowning deaths of three illegal aliens who were trying to cross from Mexico into Eagle Pass last week. Every person that drowns in the river, every woman, every child, every man, and every woman who's raped coming across here, it's at the hands of Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a cold heart. He doesn't care who dies across that river. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, he told Fox that if troopers had known or seen anyone struggling, they would have tried to save them. We got lots of video of them doing just that. For illegal aliens, a planned walkout at the State Department by Biden staffers upset over the administration's so-called support of Israel against Hamas. It didn't happen yesterday because of the weather. Meantime, the U.S. launched more strikes on the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen with National Security Spokesman John Kirby saying they took down ballistic missiles that were owned by the terrorist group. We believe that we did have a good effect those strikes in terms of disrupting and degrading their capability uh, uh, to conduct military uh, offensive operations. This comes after the Houthis attacked a U.S.-owned container ship in the Gulf of Aden. Our election isn't the only important one this year. There are elections in 50 other countries. And what's happening globally could actually redefine democracy everywhere. And here's KTRH's Jeff Biggs. And sure, according to Newsmax writer Kof Skeevers, the one big thing we're seeing across the globe, conservatives versus radical progressives. The choices now almost everywhere are between these two models. And if you look at populism, is basically, you know, the blue collars that normally were associated with the left kind of migrate into these more nationalistic policies that the right has always followed. So. Some of the key elections will be in Russia, the U.K., India, and South Africa. Well, we see it normally, defined as democracy, you know, free elections and free press and this sort of stuff. But more recently, you know, especially since Trump's election and, and this first wave, there's an increasing effort to redefine democracy in some sort of the international liberal order. And what kind of world will we see with half of the world's population set to vote? All right, Jeff, thank you. It's now 536. Well, this is how it works, tyranny and corruption. The price controls and prescription drugs have been touted by the Biden administration. It's resulted in fewer new drugs making it to market. 
sadly, I think many of these efforts have more to do with campaigning than they do with making drugs affordable. Healthcare analyst David Balot, he blames high drug prices on government giveaways to the healthcare industry. All they would need to do is remove these benefits and these advantages and these safe harbors that they have given them. But they're unwilling to do that because there's too much money that flows from those organizations to our elected officials. Bloomberg reports drug companies are delaying the release of medications in order to get around price controls. And how inflation impacts your bottom line, federal government's own numbers show we now have to spend $126 for groceries that cost $100 just in 2019. That's how fast it's risen. Rich get richer under Biden's inflated economy. The wealthiest 10% now own 93% of the stock market. Heritage Foundation economist E.J. Antoni says Americans are going to wake up and smell the coffee at some point. Even if they can't quite put their finger on exactly how the president has caused these terrible economic conditions, the president will at some point get blamed. Inflationary surges, he says, under Biden have made the rich even richer than ever. Yeah, the top five people saw the billionaires of the world. They saw their income double, their wealth double, Mm. not their income, their wealth double since COVID. Yeah. Price of gold continuing to climb in these times, understandably. Kenny Duncan Jr., co-owner of U.S. Coins and Jewelry in Houston, is seeing it firsthand. We are extremely busy on both sides of the table. There's heavy selling pressure and a ton of people buying. And the opportunities are not just in gold coins, but in getting rid of old jewelry, too. This type of market presents the opportunity to be able to sell it and get good money for it. And while there are any number of reasons why gold is moving higher, at least for now, the trend is your friend. Stuart Nance, News Radio 740, KTRH. Rockets at the New York Knicks tonight, pregame 530 on Sports Talk 790. I'm Shiver Fryer on News Radio 740, KTRH. Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland.com. Be elite, buy elite. Your 2024 election headquarters. Biden puts China first, Mexico first, Ukraine first. News Radio 740, KTRH. Warning the following segment may make you hungry. Uh, 539 is their time here in Houston's morning news. One in 10 restaurants in the U.S. now serve Mexican cuisine. One out of every 10 in the entire country, which I think reflects a couple of things. Number one, the growing Hispanic population in the country, number one. And number two, our changing taste in food. When I was a kid, there was no place to get Mexican food. It didn't exist. Not in Michigan, it didn't. You couldn't find it anywhere. Different, obviously, here in Texas. Yeah, but, you know, growing up in Hallisville, German Czech, we had to drive 14 miles to Yoakum to a Mexican restaurant then. Wow. You know, now we've got four. We've got one on the square. I think downtown. I, I'm trying to remember the first time I had Mexican food. You remember Chi Chi's, the restaurant chain? Chi Chi's was back in the, this This has been like the 80s and the 90s. And Mexican food in Texas was not chains. Yeah, well. You know, so our Tex-Mex is different. For a lot of, for a yeah. lot of, for a lot of places that didn't grow up with that. that yeah. That's how you got introduced to it was through exactly. chain restaurants. Chi Chi's yeah. isn't in business anymore. Uh, Chili's, which we have here and is all over the country, is now the biggest Mexican chain restaurant. It was a big one in Austin. Yeah. When I lived there. It, single restaurant. Yeah. This part will not surprise anybody. California and Texas are home to the majority 
of Mexican restaurants in the country. 22% of all the restaurants in the country that are Mexican are in California. 17% are here in Texas. And of the areas in Texas that have the most Mexican restaurants per capita, Houston is number one. Oh, yeah. Harris County, 17%. Great. It's Tex-Mex, though. Yes. California Mexican food does not taste at all like Tex-Mex. No. We have restaurants in Houston that don't specialize in Tex-Mex. They specialize in Mexico, various regions of Mexican food. Exactly. Like Pico's. Right. That's what they do. Yeah. I mean, they're... It's not just tacos and enchiladas. There's all kinds of great Mexican dishes that have nothing to do with tacos. Prepared in the Mexican way with the spices. It's the spices that makes the difference. I love Mexican food. I love it. The masa and everything. Absolutely love it. 541, time for traffic and weather together. I can't imagine growing up somewhere with no Mexican food. I was deprived as a child. Why do you think I've lived here in Texas now? I was deprived as a child's guy, Mike. Welcome home, my good friend Jimmy Barrett. But he grew up with Italian. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I mean, my family's Mexican, so guess what we had for breakfast? Mm. All right, uh, let's go to where the real mix is. That would be the hard work in East Side, and uh, we'll check out. Look at that, Wayside. (laughs) Boy, they got some great places there. Uh, East Loop 6. 10. If you're trying to do the Ship Channel Bridge, the Sherman Bridge, you're in good shape here. Uh, we've got Toll Bridge, nothing doing. It's, eh. Remember, we're not out of the woods as far as ice. I, I still suspect that there might be a spot here since we never got above freezing where you might uh, hit a patch. And then uh, Hartman Bridge, you look good too. Everything I hear about the Hartman Bridge was even good yesterday. Now I'm going to flip over and look at this shot of downtown. So we've had a question about is the downtown shot closed? You see that, Terry? That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's icing. You see all these people coming this way? They're zooming along. That's right. Now look over to the right. You see the, what is that? That's just black. That looks closed to me. What do you think? I think it's closed. Look at there. Uh, so that is. I'm going to com- rely on your job. <laughs> That's a complete closure of the downtown split uh, that goes to Louisiana Street. That's a l- important to a lot of you that go downtown. Uh, so, but that makes sense, right? Uh, so let's stay on 69 northbound. Uh, you could take 45 and hop off on Pease or McKinney. I'm Sky Mike in the GeneratorSuperCenter.com traffic center. From our KTRH. Top tax? No, not the top. Generator Super Center, 24-hour weather center. We got a double sponsor on them now. That confuses me a little bit. Uh, Terry Smith is here. No confusion about the forecast. We've got sunshine today, Terry. We've got temperatures starting to warm up. Oh, the only issue is it's not going to be around for all that long. No, we are going to cool back down another front by the end of the week. And, yes, it looks like uh, temperatures will be below freezing at night. Uh, toward the end of the week but we're warming up folks and i'm so glad we're going to get there just keep in mind it is cold still this morning and we still have the wind chill advisory through mid-morning but we'll wind up in the mid 40s to mid 50s this afternoon tomorrow in the 60s friday's when we cool back down near 50 friday mid to upper 40s saturday and around 50 degrees on sunday Temperature right now is 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740, KTRH. What you need to know for the day ahead. This is Houston's Morning News, brought to you by New South Window Solutions. Just about uh, 5.50 here on Houston's Morning News. Coming up here in a second, Vivek Ramaswamy yesterday made an appearance with President Trump where he gave his endorsement and also talked about this country having a 1776 moment. More on that coming up next. First, though, traffic and weather together. We got to check in with uh, 
You got any drums to go along with the the the, uh, the fife there? You got going on, Scott? But there I can't you go. do it at the same time. I need somebody else to jump in for me. Sky Mike's got the latest on your drive. All right, this is something interesting here off our tip line. By the way, if you're calling the old one, that's 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 okay. But I would like you to try to shift over to our new tip line, which is seven one three two one two eight four seven seven, which spells tips. Uh, we're looking at David from Sugarland, dude. Hey, Mike. Hey. The intersection of Kirby Drive and six ten Cedar Loop is ice covered. It looks like the uh, water uh, fire hydrant was spraying. I am so glad you mentioned that. This is happening on a lot of surface streets here and there. Of course, uh, some places where they forgot to turn the sprinklers off. Uh, that's that's where ice is still a thing. I'm telling you, we're not out of the woods. Uh, we'll check your north side, north freeway at uh, the six o'clock news break on the generator supercenter.com traffic center. There goes the infrastructure, huh? Yeah. KTRH Generator Supercenter, 24-hour weather center, sunny to start, couple of afternoon clouds, 47 today. Yeah, that thawing may cause a few problems today. Uh, tonight, low 42, tomorrow becoming partly cloudy with a high all the way up to 68. It's currently 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740, KTRH. We're checking out some of our top stories on this Wednesday. Here's Shara. It's 552 on News Radio 740, KTRH. Donald Trump returns to the campaign trail and to court a day after winning Iowa. Louisiana Governor Jeff Landry has ordered his state to track the taxpayer cost of illegal invasions. Uber reportedly plans to close the alcohol delivery platform they own, Drizzly. They're going to do it in March, three years after buying it. Latest news anytime, KTRH.com. Our next update will be at the top of the hour. News goes in one year. 2023. And out the other. 2024. A big news year. going to be a big one. News Radio 740, KTRH. Five fifty-three is our time here on Houston's Morning News. A seventeen seventy-six moment. That's what Vivek said yesterday when he endorsed Donald Trump. So here he is explaining why he is uh, now supporting Donald Trump and uh, discussing that seventeen seventy-six moment. We the people create a government that's accountable to us. That we settle our differences, whatever our differences may be, we settle them through free speech and open debate in the public square. And every citizen gets a voice and vote that counts. And what happens with the modern left is they're basically skeptical of that vision. They think we, the people, cannot be trusted to decide who we actually vote for. Hence, certain states removing Donald Trump from the ballot. We, the people, cannot even hear from our elected leaders or prospective elected leaders. Hence, the efforts to silence them or censor them. And so I do think we live in a kind of 1776 moment right now. And for my part, I did run in this race. I started at 0%. I finished around 8% in the Iowa caucus yesterday. But we, the people of this country, apparently sent a clear message. And so that's why last night I stepped out of the race, endorsed Donald Trump. And I do think that's the right move. So we talked about a number of issues backstage, which I've actually championed in this race that I do think would be beneficial to the America First movement for President Trump to take on. And I think he was very amenable to many of them opposition to a central bank digital currency, talking about certain pardons that I think we need on day one, Julian Assange included on that list. And so I'm not a politician, I'm a businessman, but I'm also somebody who cares about the details of policy and commitments. And so we had some great conversations backstage about that before I went on stage. And I think that you guys may have seen some of the rally that we had and the the response was overwhelming. And I think it's very clear who the Republican primary electorate is saying that they want to be their nominee. 
I ran to be that person. They sent me a very positive message. But the very positive message they sent to all of us is that Don, Donald Trump needs to be the nominee of this party. And I think Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley would actually at this point do this country and this party a service by stepping aside to make sure that we're focused on not only nominating Donald Trump, but getting this country back and reviving those founding revolutionary ideals. There you are, Vivek Ramaswamy yesterday during his endorsement of Donald Trump. 556 now here on News Radio 740 KTRH. This is News Radio 740 KTRH Houston. Live everywhere with the IRM. The latest news, weather, and traffic from the Gallery Furniture Made in America studios. 6 a.m. is our time here on Houston's Morning News. I'm Jimmy Barrett along with Sheriff Fryer. Munger top stories this half hour. Looks like we're going to get back to normal today for the most part. At least if we don't have any water main breaks or fire hydrants exploding. Cruz endorses Trump. And coming up at 6.08, the frigid weather has taught us some lessons about EVs. Details in the minutes ahead here on Houston's Morning News. First, let's check out that morning drive. Here's Sky Mike. Uh, looks like we've got some trouble here on the South Loop 610. Let's zoom in eastbound right after. Uh, it's a, oh, it's a stalled Metro bus. Uh, it's a center lane eastbound after Fan and Watch Out coming over from Stella Link. I'm Sky Mike on the Generator Supercenter.com Traffic Center. From our KTRH, Top Tax Defenders 24-hour weather center sunny to start. Then a few afternoon clouds with a high today right about 47. We're up into the upper 60s, maybe even flirting with 70 tomorrow. We'll get the details when we talk to Terry Smith at the Weather Channel in nine minutes. Right now, 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. It's time now for the news. Here's Sheriff Fryer. Good morning. It's 6 a.m. on News Radio 740 KTRH. This news sponsored by Soda Weight Loss and our top story this hour. The good news is we had no overnight weather related deaths caused by traffic accidents. Houston Mayor John Whitmire, and as temperatures rise later this morning, we could start seeing, in fact, we already are seeing what's happened, damage in the broken pipes, not just in your homes, but we're talking about city pipes and fire hydrants, that sort of thing. Kids returning to school after yesterday's closures. Entire list of openings at KTRH.com. The fortified grid held up during this multi-day event and a pair of conservation appeals from ERCOT. A proposed transmission line privately funded to connect East Texas to the grids in Louisiana and Mississippi is getting some more talk. The builders call it ice storm insurance, but... During winter storm Uri, they were having rolling outages to the east of us as well. It's really not going to help that much with reliability. Yeah, Brent Bennett with the Texas Public Policy Foundation, he calls green... This all green energy hype. Some lingering travel issues today with less than 100 flights out of Bush and Hobby either canceled or delayed this morning. Issues, the ones that are, are usually the result of the winter storm now impacting other parts of the country, like Arkansas. People in Arkansas finally got their first real share of snow this winter. Some areas got up to eight inches. Now, areas across the state are dealing with the impacts from it in snow still sticking to roads to frigid temperatures. Some parts of the state went into the single digits. Fox Weather's Brandy Campbell there is now 602. At this point, I, I believe this race is over. So, so I am proud to endorse Donald Trump for president of the United States. I look forward to supporting him enthusiastically. Texas Senator Ted Cruz, he officially endorses former President Donald Trump. He was on with KTRH's Sean Hannity. Donald Trump rallied in New Hampshire after yet another court appearance yesterday. 
We were the first candidate ever to get more than 52% of the vote. We now uh, have our eyes on a very special place. You know what that place is? New Hampshire. Yeah, Trump won New Hampshire in the 2016 primary by 20 points. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley would actually at this point do this country and this party a service by stepping aside. Yeah, Trump called Vivek Ramaswamy on stage with him last night. Ramaswamy, who finished fourth in Iowa, suspended his campaign on Monday. Trump campaigning after going to the second defamation trial brought against him by that writer E. Jean Carroll. A lawsuit bankrolled by the same billionaire donor who's backing Nikki Haley. Haley, by the way, backed out of tomorrow night's ABC GOP debate, so the network canceled it. Elsewhere, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, he's not responding to calls for a criminal investigation into the Fulton County DA Fannie Wellis for corruption. Why not? The appeals court in Washington, D.C. rejected an appeal to block special counsel Jack Smith from continuing to access Trump's Twitter feed. Conservative judges on the court disagreed, though, with those initial three who said that he could go ahead and do it. They say Trump was denied opportunity to argue that he had presidential immunity. But basically, the damage has already been done. He was his rights were violated. Looking at our money, the Senate advances short term continuing resolution to fund the government by procedural vote yesterday. Yeah, they're going to spend trillions of dollars to keep the budget. Keep the government running. The deadline for a deal is Friday. Republicans say the White House is ready to make them the bad guys if the deal doesn't get done. They always do. If you shut down the government, then Biden's going to say the reason that we have this flood of immigrants is because the Republicans shut down the government and didn't give us the resources that we needed. Mm-hmm. Florida's Carlos Jimenez. More on the border disaster, including the latest on the feud between this state and the White House at 630. And the hard sell on Bidenomics. Yeah, 71% of us aren't buying it. We know the economy is bad. 31%, that's his approval rating. And it's the lowest for an American president in 15 years, according to ABC News. Get this, according to the White House, the media is to blame for America's rejection of Bidenomics and how it's so good for us. Here's KTRH's Jeff Biggs. Shara, as author and economist Elizabeth Ames tells KTRH, it's just more of the Dems' disconnect. The case of Biden's economy, the story behind the numbers is not the one that the administration insists on telling. We don't have the robust growing economy with real job creation that we had before Joe Biden entered the White House. And she says the reality is if Bidenomics was a good thing, Biden and the White House wouldn't stop talking about it. His polls are about as bad as polls have ever been for a uh, incumbent president. The people who are telling him not to run on it are looking at the polls, and they're realists, and that's one reason why. Eight out of ten Americans say the economy is in bad shape. Yeah, here's more proof. You go fill up your car. Gasoline prices ticking up again. Statewide average 267 a gallon this morning. Houston 264. More than half of Ford employees would consider taking a 20% pay cut, they say, to have a better work-life balance. They don't like these long days and long weeks. Now, only a third of boomers said that they would, a lot of them hitting retirement age. Gen Z, though, and millennials, 60% of them say they don't want to work that hard. Joel Patterson, CEO of TheVested.com, says employees are speaking up. 
people realize that they could influence things more than maybe they ever do. And what they're saying is impacting the workplace. The pandemic created this environment. People are really questioning how they want to spend their career. And I think they're really recognizing that, hey, maybe if I take a pay cut, I won't have to work quite as hard. As Gen Z's become a bigger part of the workforce, their influence is already being felt. Stuart Nance, News Radio 740, KTRH. You know, if you really like what you do, it's not hard work. That's right. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they just don't like what they're doing. Maybe they just don't really like having to work. They'd rather have it given to them. Sure. You know, a lot has been. Yes, it has. 607 is our time. Rockets visiting the Knicks tonight. Coverage at 530 on Sports Talk 790. I'm Sheba Fryer on News Radio 740 KTRH. What happened? Why it happened? Jimmy Barrett and Sheriff Fryer explain it. Now, back to Houston's Morning News. Wanna be cold, cold, baby. Like you never saw before. Cold. Got the cold weather blues. 608 is our time here in Houston's morning news. Um, They've learned a few things up north about electric vehicles as a result of the frigid cold temperatures. They've had sub-zero temperatures in some places like Chicago, for example, where they're finding out that EV charging stations don't work very well when it's super cold outside. Here's a report from WGN Television in Chicago followed by an actual EV owner who was desperately trying to figure out how to recharge up in Chicago. Didn't go so well. Oh, we got a bunch of dead robots out here. Dead robots. (laughs) (laughs) Dead Teslas packed the parking lot at this Tesla supercharging station in Oak Brook, a scene mirrored at other supercharging stations around the Chicago area. Man, this is crazy. It's, it's, It's a disaster. Seriously. With temperatures falling into the negative double digits, these charging ports have stopped charging, leaving many Tesla owners stranded here in long lines since Sunday. Really, the the Audi ran out of charge because uh, the chargers weren't operating correctly when I was up in Chicago returning from a a much-needed vacation, which obviously didn't end well when I got back. So the car's fine. Uh, We did get it charged. I was able to pick it up uh, tonight and get it back home. But, um, you know, I think this really comes down to uh, the charging systems and the infrastructure, and it's less on the vehicles uh, and more just are, are we ready for, you know, this, this consumer adoption that, uh, you know, may or may not be ahead of us. Uh, I guess we'll see. I was frustrated, and, you know, quite honestly, it wasn't the first time it's happened. Um, <laughs> you know, I... There's been many times where uh, a number of the charging stations aren't operational, either credit card uh, readers aren't working or just some of them are malfunctioning for different reasons. But, uh, you know, it's something that really has to get worked out because it's it's an ongoing issue. And it's not just when it's cold, it's also when it's warm. Uh, So there's a lot of questions around infrastructure um, that that we're going to have to figure out. and and get fixed so evidently the charging stations they don't like it really cold and they also don't like it really hot so that would screw us here in texas right 
Yeah, and I'm sure that the cars don't like it very much. The car is not the infrastructure when it's flooding. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. It's it's good to have a way to get around where all you have to do is put some gasoline in your vehicle and you just keep on going. And what if you need to be rescued? Do you really want all your rescue vehicles to be electric? Yeah. Do, you know, Duh. Flooding and hurricanes and all that kind of stuff. You want to be run, trying to outrun a hurricane in an EV? I don't think so. 6-11. Time for traffic and weather together. Sky Mike's here. Get some problems. There we are. It's uh, Let's go to the Gulf Freeway off the tip line first. Hey, dude. Good morning, Sky Mike. Just testing out that new uh, tip line number you gave. Works just fine. Just like the uh, Gulf Freeway from Webster to the Beltway, smooth sailing. Mm. Have a good morning. All right. Don't forget to tell me your name. Represent your neighborhood. I've got Curtis from Sugarland. Hey, bud. Hey, Sky Mike. I was heading in on 59 towards downtown, and the spur that goes into downtown is closed. Mm-hmm. Just an FYI for everybody out there. All right. Terry Smith showed us that a while ago. She was looking at the shot with me. Uh, let's get Loopy. Check 610 South. Hey. Hey, Sky Mike. 610 is shut down going eastbound. Huh? Just past Fannin. It is shut down all lanes due to a three-car pileup. You know what? That started out as just a stalled Metro bus. And it looks like someone's run into somebody. So that's a secondary problem. Let me let the pretty ladies and the rest of the media know about it. And uh, we'll we'll zoom in at 620 and the generatorsupercenter.com traffic center. From our KTRH Top Tax Defenders 24-Hour Weather Center, Terry Smith joins us. We start to thaw things out today. How long do you think it takes before we get above 32 degrees here, Terry? All right. Well, let's <clears throat> let's look because we're starting in the 20s this morning, but uh, probably in the downtown area, I'd say about mid-morning, say around 10 o'clock this morning, we'll hit that 32, 33 degree mark and, and we'll stay above freezing the rest of the day and tonight and tomorrow as well. In fact, tomorrow it's almost like spring showed up and then it disappears because we got more cold air on the way. Uh, mid 40s to mid 50s for highs this afternoon, folks, and we're in the mid 30s to mid 40s tonight. So above freezing, warmer tomorrow with sunshine and southerly winds in the 60s. Cold front cools us back though Friday and into the weekend near 50 on Friday, mid to upper 40s Saturday and Sunday temperatures near 50. Right now, 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. News, traffic, and weather. You're starting your day right with Houston's Morning News, brought to you by New South Window Solutions. 6 20 is our time here on Houston's Morning News. Bidenomics is a pretty tough sell. And the reason why it's such a tough sell is because your life doesn't mirror what they're telling you about what Bidenomics is supposedly doing to make your life better. Is your life better? economically speaking, over the last two, three years? Of course not. So we'll have more on that. Elizabeth Ames will join us from Fox in just a moment. First, we've got traffic and weather together as we check out the drive once again with Sky Mike. Yeah, let me go fast so we can get more Elizabeth Ames, but uh, North Loop 610, told you we've got more ice. This is uh, westbound 45, the connector. It's that elevated. We want to be super careful on anything that's elevated. South Loop, this is what happened. It started out as a stalled Metro bus. Uh, That was eastbound at Fannin. All right, the bus just rolled off, but in the backup of that stall, we had several vehicles run into each other. They had the whole thing shut down for a while. We've opened a right lane, it looks like, but we're still packed from Stella Link going that way. I'm Sky Mike on the GeneratorSuperStinner.com Traffic Center. From our KTRH, Top Tax Defenders, 24-hour weather center. Sunny to start, couple of afternoon clouds. Right about 47 for most of us today. Only down to 42 tonight. 
So you'll have to worry about any freezing temperatures. And then tomorrow becoming partly cloudy with a high of 68. Temperature right now, 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. Let's check out some of our top trending stories. Here's Shara. Good morning, everyone. It's 622 on News Radio 740 KTRH. Our headlines are sponsored by Texas Mutual Insurance. Our Arctic freeze should be over by the time we eat lunch today. Federal prosecutors say a brown leather pouch that was used by Hunter Biden to store that gun that he was not supposed to have had cocaine on it. That's why he wasn't supposed to have guns. The gun was pulled from a state police vault last year. The oldest U.S. senator is now hospitalized. Iowa's Grassley, Chuck Grassley, is receiving antibiotic infusions to treat an infection. Latest news anytime at KTRH.com. Our next update will be at the bottom of the hour. More is happening to the new year. So many issues. No more by listening more every day. Where it happened, when it happened. On News Radio 740 KTRH. is their time here in Houston's Morning News. I think when it comes to the economy, many of us are, if not most of us. Join us to talk about it is author and um, also Fox extraordinaire writer for... You write all kinds of things for for the Fox website, don't you? You know almost more than any female I know about economy. Dang. (laughs) Thank you. She says it quite succinctly. Is the check in the mail, Elizabeth? It's understandable. (laughs) I think the cookies were. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me. And Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Right back at you. So, Bidenomics is a pretty tough sell when reality keeps slapping you in the face every week when you go to the grocery store. Yes. I mean, the story behind the numbers is not the one that the administration insists on telling. I mean, we don't have the robust, robust growing economy with real growth and job creation that we had uh, before Joe Biden entered the White House. Uh, we may have low unemployment. That may be true. But most of the jobs that were created in the last, uh, you know, in the last survey, where they were government jobs. Uh, then came leisure and hospitality and then health care and then social assistance. Those were the key categories. Not ex- and usually uh, an economy, a growing economy gets most of the growth from the entrepreneurial sector in our case, you know, the, the tech sector. And those that sector now is beginning to see layoffs. So we're really not in a, a very healthy state. And manufacturing uh, and production, I mean, let's just forget about that. Yes, I think there was a survey that just came out in New York State, and it was a huge uh, decline in the manufacturing sector. Also, corporate debt, debt defaults are up 80% in 2023. Bankruptcies, bankruptcies are, are sky high. So we really, there's a lot of negative signs and, um, you know, we're not really in a good place. And for obvious reasons, inflation prices are 20 percent higher than they weren't, you know, prior to 2020. So, you know, we've got a long way to go before uh, we can crow about the economy again. What could they be doing about that instead of trying to sell us on something we know in reality doesn't exist? Why are they not doing something in order to save the American economy? Well, I really don't think that this that these people who are running things right now really understand what a healthy economy is. And they are really in the business of expanding government. They believe that growth 
and vitality comes from the government sector, uh, the welfare state. You know, they, they, they really have a social welfare model uh, as one that they believe is the solution uh, to problems. And really, it isn't. Uh, people want to have a sense that they're moving up, that they have opportunity to increase their salaries and their pay. And there's opportunity. Our country is founded on an, a model of entrepreneurial democratic capitalism and capitalism capitalism though even the word is anathema uh to people who believe that you know the this future lies in more bureaucracy and 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 more regulation and they they really don't trust the private sector it's really what it comes down to well and you can't run a socialist government when you have a capitalist society that is thriving you you have to make people as dependent on the government as you can yes well i think that frankly uh they really you know, they don't trust, uh, you know, capitalism and they don't appreciate how much it is part of our culture and our heritage, which they're trying to discredit as well. So, yeah. you know, I think that that's that's what you're seeing now. You're seeing this effort to try to discredit the founding father's vision of limited government and uh, a free people and a free economy. Because the international globalism has supplanted capitalism. Well, they feel that they just want control. I think it's a really a struggle for control, uh, the control over how you, you know, what your business is, how it functions, how you think, everything. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, just to get back to the economy for a moment, I think that there is obviously recognition that things are bad. That's why you see so much discussion, even in the mainstream press, of Biden not being up to the job. Uh, the fact that that's even acknowledged is significant. And also you're seeing the uh, Democrats are beginning to work with the Republicans on some tax relief uh, that was in the papers today, you know, a tax bill that would give, uh, you know, more tax credits to families and to businesses also. Yeah. Well, so there's, an election. Shows- there's an election coming up. They got to try to do something at this point. Elizabeth, thank you so much as always. That is author Elizabeth Ames. It is 628. Time to take a look at your money. Scott Carr is here. Good morning, Jimmy. Well, here's one measure of control the administration is trying to help the average consumer. The federal government's now unveiled a long-awaited regulation that would slash bank overdraft fees. Under a rule that's proposed by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the average $35 charge that customers now pay for overdrawing their bank accounts would be eliminated and replaced with fees as low as $3. Lyondell Bissell Industries, which is based in the Netherlands but has its operational headquarters in Houston, will grow its polypropylene business with a half-a-billion-dollar acquisition of the Saudi-based National Petrochemical Industrial Company. That deal gives Lyondell Bissell a 35% stake in the Saudi company and gives them additional marketing capacity for its polypropylene. That's a type of plastic approved by the FDA for food contact, so you find it in food containers like those holding dairy products. Stock futures all point lower again this morning. All three major futures stock indexes are lower lower by around a third of a percent. I'm Scott Carr, Bloomberg Business on News Radio 740 KTRH. Houston's news, weather, traffic, plus breaking news 24 7. This is News Radio 740 KTRH. Live everywhere with the from the Gallery Furniture Made in America studios. 6.30 our time here on Houston's Morning News. I'm Jimmy Barrett along with Sheriff Fryer. Munger top stories this half hour. Schools are open and so are the roads. DHS tells the state to let them back in that park. And coming up at 6.38, if you want to know who the Texas rhinos are, just look at the list of Nikki Haley donors. 
Details in the minutes ahead here on Houston's Morning News. First, we're going to check out that morning drive again. Here's Sky Mike. All right, South Loop. It started with that disabled bus, but he's already rolled off. This is South Loop eastbound at Fannin. It's out of the way, but now in the backup, three other people ran into each other, so we have this accident taking out three lanes eastbound. Uh, let's still call the Cross Street Fannin. It may be closer to Kirby. Backed up from South Main, and you're looking at an extra six or seven minutes headed that way if you want to. Let's go ahead and do the Southwest Freeway instead, or even Alt 90 if you can. I'm Sky Mike on the Generator. Supercenter.com Traffic Center. From our KTRH Generator Supercenter 24-hour weather center today, sunny to start. Few clouds for the afternoon, but the high today right about 47 on average. We'll stay above freezing tonight, much warmer tomorrow. We'll check all that out when we talk to Terry Smith at the Weather Channel in eight minutes. Still 21 at your official Severe Weather Station News Radio 740 KTRH. It is time now for the news. Here's Sheriff Fryer. Good morning, everyone. It is now 632 on News Radio 740 KTRH. This news sponsored by Partners in Building. Our top story this hour, city offices reopening today in Houston. Kids returning to school. Today's concern, though, relating to the freeze is the aftermath and busted pipes. Typically, you don't see those breaks show up until the pipes actually thaw. And so that may not be until tomorrow where we would realize some of that damage. Harris County meteorologist there, Jeff Lidner, with us yesterday on Houston's Morning News. Texas grid performed well during the freeze. The biggest issue was in Magnolia, Texas, where about 100 homes lost natural gas services on Monday. Energy company Epcor blaming the problem on low pressure in the main service line that has been fixed. Now we've got the green crowd blaming all of this, of course, on climate change but the new york times also claimed climate change will kill snow forever so figure it out climate crazies also don't like being exposed for hypocrisy especially the biden climate czar john Kerry, a czar who was never approved by any government entity or voted why do you think you're more important your carbon footprint doesn't matter but everybody else around the world suggested that nobody ever suggested that don't make up stupid questions Mm-hmm. Kerry was confronted by multiple questions like that in Davos yesterday while attending the World Economic Forum. Yeah, the summit of the World Economic Forum. As for Kerry's boss, Joe Biden, his DHS now threatening Texas over the, our seizure of a park in Eagle Pass last week. That's where DHS, well, where Customs was processing all those thousands of illegals that you saw lining up and crossing into our state. DHS now demanding that the feds get their control of that park by tomorrow so they can keep on housing and processing illegal invaders there. State officials are outraged after the administration blamed Texas, by the way, for the drowning deaths of three illegal aliens who were trying to cross from Mexico into Eagle Pass. We have our military stationed along that area. Had anyone been struggling, they would have gone in to save them. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick on Fox last night. So much for the planned walkout at the State Department in D.C. by Biden's staffers who were upset over the administration's support for Israel. The walkout didn't happen. There was a snowstorm. The military launch uh, launches even more strikes on Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen after another attack on a U.S.-owned container ship. Companies are now delaying release of new medications in order to get around price controls passed. We have said before, we'll say it again, we stand ready to defend our interests, our sailors, our ships, and that of merchant shipping um, as required. 
National Security Spokesman John Kirby claims they took out ballistic missiles that are owned by that terrorist group, the Houthi rebels. 2024, not only to be a big year here in the United States, there are key elections all across the globe and the conservatives are starting to push back. Here's KTRH's Jeff Biggs. And sure, it's all about November here in the U.S., but we did have a big one last week. We just had the one in Taiwan. We have India as well. India also is a, a country that's been swinging between Putin and the West. Mexico is another election that's important to the U.S., especially considering what's going on the border. That is Newsmax writer Kof Skeevers noting some of the upcoming global elections. And just like here in the U.S., the people are pushing back against government control. This year, really, we have elections where we choose more conservative types. I think that can really help in an effort to really bring democracy back to what it was before this surge in, you know, globalist agenda that's now been sold as democracy. Nations representing 60% of the global GDP will cast ballots this year. All right, Jeff, thank you. Bidenomics, well, we know what Bidenflation is. Because we spend now $126 for the groceries that would have cost us 100 bucks back in 2019. And certain items are even worse than that. The only people who seem to love Bidenomics are the wealthiest 10%, who also, by the way, own 93% of the stock market. The rich are getting richer under President Biden's inflated economy. Whenever you have these big inflationary surges, those who already own assets tend to do very well. That includes things like homes and equities. But people who don't have those assets are now in a position where they can never afford them. Economist E.J. Antoni says the middle class has essentially collapsed and Biden's efforts are ruining the American dream of becoming wealthy. Because inflation is constantly robbing the real value of your savings, of your income. He says people will eventually wake up and blame Biden for the issue. Andre Perard, News Radio 740, KTRH. Gold, have you noticed? It's now more than $2,000 an ounce. In fact, around 2040 bucks after hanging much below that for the last couple of years. What's going on? I think that there's a lot of uncertainty, and the more that we see this, the stronger I believe gold has a play. Yeah, that's Kenny Duncan Jr. He's co-owner of U.S. Coins and Jewelry here in Houston. He says investors are moving out of the stock market as well as crypto. That's a big factor. They're going back to the old reliable gold, gold coins. It is now 637. Texans will be in Baltimore for Saturday's playoff game. The high temp on Saturday there, 28 degrees. It doesn't matter, man. How blessed are we to be in a position we're in playing, you know, for a spot to go to the AFC Championship game. So that's all that matters. That's all that's on our mind is just finding a way to win. How do you keep your fingers from freezing? How do you keep? I don't know how you play football in that kind of weather. I'm sure Coach D'Amico Ryan says it's okay, though. Kickoff at 3.30 p.m. I'm Shepard Fryer on News Radio 740 KTRH. Need some erosion control? Daniel Dean Land Clearing and Dirt Work. 281-356-DIRT. Who can rescue our country from the burning wreckage of Bidenomics? Your 2024 election headquarters is News Radio 740. KTRH. Uh-oh, what's that noise? Who's that stomping all around? He's got a wave for Thousand pounds, can you feel his footsteps on the ground? He's a rhino. Oh, 
Rhinos. 6.39 is their time. Um, here's a great way to spot rhinos in Dallas and uh, right here in Houston. Who is throwing fundraisers for Nikki Haley? That would be my first clue. The first name that comes up is a guy by the name of John Now. He's a campaign treasurer for Texans for Greg Abbott. He was a big supporter of George H.W. Bush. Mm-hmm. He used to own Silver Eagle Distributors, the now, Budweiser plant, yeah. he and his family. Now, well, for the record, I mean, East of town. Governor Abbott has endorsed Donald Trump, but John Now is clearly endorsing. He's or, Republican establishment. Yes. Has been for a long time. Right. Uh, also, um, former chairman of the Texas Historical Commission with the whole thing that we had going on at the Alamo. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff. Another one on the list is Mindy Elmer. That is the wife of State Representative Charlie um, Green, Republican from Fort Worth. Um, Green uh, evidently um, is somebody who um, middle-of-the-road Republican, establishment Republican type. They, I mean, that's that's basically everybody we're talking about here who's doing these fundraisers. It's Republican are, establishment, and right. they're all aligned very heavily with the Bush family. They have been. Uh-huh. And another one would be Karen Rove. If that last name sounds familiar, it's because that's Carl Rove's wife. Who's a regular guy up there. He's on the staff now. Uh-huh. Fox and Friends. Yeah. yeah. She, I guess Nikki Haley's going to be here in uh, February mm-hmm. doing some fundraising. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know how much money she'll raise here. People can support whoever they want to. Of course they can. I think it's more telling. Who are the Democrat big bucks donors to Nikki Haley? Yeah, that's... That... And that list is just... It really turns your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of names on that list that uh, would make you go, huh? Why would they endorse a Republican? Well, because it's an establishment Republican. And the establishment Republicans, as we have found through history, are pretty easy to control. Mm-hmm. Time for traffic and weather together as we check out that drive once again. Here's Sky Mike. All right, uh, we're going to do a little switcheroo here. South Loop 610 that cleared the wreck at Fannin. We had, it all started with a stalled Metro bus. Ugh. Uh, eastbound at Fannin. That's out of the way. Then people in the backup ran into each other. Now we have this backup from Stella Link. Now it's all cleared. Tow truck ninjas have struck. Uh, this is still an eight-minute smush going going that way, but uh, normally I would say, okay, jump on the Southwest Freeway. Now the Southwest has problems. Let's stick to the South Loop, or if you can do the Katy Freeway as an option, do that. If you have to, you can take Belford. I don't care. Uh, let's look at the Southwest Freeway. Suddenly this wreck just popped up uh, northbound past Shepherd. Let's call it uh, Dunlavey Woodhead. It's close to Woodhead. It's one of those pretty bridges downtown, and this is going to take up two left lanes for now. Uh, that started out as a stall. There we go. Three lanes blocked here now. This this is inbound. Watch for breaks from Kirby. And also on the surface at Kirby, I've got reports of frozen uh, where a water main broke. So we've got some frozen street there on the feeder road. Main lanes northbound are tough. And they've closed down the downtown split. That's indefinite for now. So inbound. Let's get 290 up quickly. Hey, Skybike. Dude. Uh, it's John from Cypress. I just made it to Brenham. It was smooth sailing all the way up here. Oh, banana sticker. Have a good one. All right. Jimmy, I will give you $20 right now if you will guess what John's side job is, what he does on the side. You'll never. I have no idea. $20. He's in a Kiss cover band. (laughs) He's the Ace Freely. I I would. 
He so doesn't sound like he'd be in a Kiss cover band. He's really good. I, I bet really he is. Good. All right, thanks, John. Banana stickers all around. I'm in the GeneratorSuperCenter.com traffic center. Yeah, when you're doing Kiss, it's all about the makeup, yeah. right? From our KTRH Generator Super Center, 24-hour weather center, Terry Smith is here, and she's promising warmer temperatures. And it's good that we're only going to go up around 50 degrees today, because if we went straight from... 21 degrees to 68 degrees. That, that might be a little too much for my system. <laughs> uh, I think you make a very good point, actually. Um, yes, Mother Nature easing us up into some warmer temperatures, but unfortunately it doesn't last long, and we're going to cool back down over the weekend. Um, but the fact that we're dry through Saturday, that makes me very happy. So plenty of sunshine today, mid-40s to mid-50s this afternoon. We stay above freezing tonight. Everybody cheer. Mid-30s to mid-40s tonight in the 60s tomorrow. And then Friday, another dose of some cooler weather. It's going to be breezy, too, near 50 on Friday. Right now, 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. Your commute, your forecast, your news. It's Houston's Morning News, brought to you by New South Window Solutions. So the uh, House Judiciary Committee met yesterday, and Wesley Hunt had a few things to say about um, holding uh, Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. I think he referred to him as, he, he's a grown-ass man. <laughs> why, why, why aren't we doing something about this guy? More on that story coming up next. Along with the timeline. But first, we've got Sky Mike with an update on your drive. Southwest Freeway northbound. We're calling it Dunleavy. It's this after Shepherd inbound. That's two, three lanes blocked now with an accident that just popped up a few minutes ago. Uh, you'll see the brakes after Buffalo Speedway. This is inbound, not outbound. And uh, that's no longer an alternate to the South Loop. South Loop, we've cleared all the hoo that was there. We started with a bus, and then we had an accident behind it eastbound at Fannin. That's gone. We've still got some brakes after Buffalo Speedway. I would stick to the South loop instead for now. I'm Sky Mike in the GeneratorSuperCenter.com Traffic Center. From our KTRH Generator Supercenter 24-hour weather center. Sunny to start, then a couple of afternoon clouds. About 47 for most of us. Some of us will hit 50. Some of us will probably only get to 45, but that's okay. It's above freezing, and that's important. Tonight down to 42, becoming partly cloudy tomorrow with a high all the way up to 68. Temperature right now still 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. Time to check out some of our top stories. Here's Shara. 651 on News Radio 740 KTRH. Donald Trump gets a key endorsement from an old rival. The Senate has tabled a resolution by Bernie Sanders and other Democrat senators that were calling for a freeze in American military aid to Israel. Oxfam. International is an anti-poverty organization. It claims the world will have its first trillionaire within 10 years. Same people who gave us the list of the five richest people in the world and how their wealth doubled, doubled since night, since 2020. Latest news anytime at KTRH.com. Our next update will be at the top of the hour how bad things are the 2024 election what's really happening everything in your world here and abroad news radio 740 ktrh 6:52 is our time here in houston's morning news well, first of all, you probably have heard by now that um, his attorneys are saying that he's now willing to come and testify in front of the House. 
because I think he, he he finally senses a contempt charge is coming. So, okay, I guess we better do, do something. But Wesley Hunt wants to make sure something gets done. And that's what he said in front of the House Judiciary Committee yesterday. Hunter Biden should not be given special treatment. He defied congressional subpoena and should be treated like others who have done the same, plain and simple. See, Hunter should not be treated with kid gloves. This man is 50 years old, literally. It's a grown-ass man. Congressional Democrats held Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro contempt of Congress for not complying with congressional subpoenas concerning an investigation to January 6th. Hunter had every right to appear and plead the fifth, and he chose to defy the subpoena when he instead held a self-serving press conference right at the steps of this building. When Democrats issued subpoenas to Republicans during the House January 6th investigation, President Biden said, and I quote, I hope that the committee goes after them and holds them accountable criminally, end quote. Okay, all right. Now let's do Hunter, and that's why we're here. Hunter Biden makes arguments of passion to excuse his behavior. His best defense is often times to make the public feel sorry for him. That's right, we should feel badly for him because he personally enriched himself because of his last name. And again, the left wants us to treat him with kid gloves and this man is 50 years old. Please, your daddy's saving at this point. It ain't gonna work here anymore. He should not be given special treatment because he thinks he's an American prince. And I don't mean Purple Rain. <laughs> purple Rain reference there from Wesley Hunt. 6.54, time for the timeline. Got a pair of tickets to see Joe Satriani pardon me, and Steve A. at 713 Music Hall. That's on May the 5th. Tickets are on sale right now at LiveNation.com, but you can win a pair. Just tell us what year today's timeline's from. The evidence in this case, we believe, will show. It was January. O.J. Simpson is an innocent man. Opening statements in the O.J. Simpson trial are underway in Los Angeles. We have to make welfare what it was meant to be. President Clinton delivers his State of the Union address. Catherine Jane. On TV. I've never seen a Federation starship that could maneuver through the plasma storm. It's the debut of Star Trek Voyager. You've never seen Voyager. John Travolta, Pulp Fiction. In Hollywood. And the winner is... Tom Hanks for Forrest Gump is a big winner at the Golden Globes and in the top ten on the radio. Melissa Etheridge, I'm the only one. What year was it? If you know, 713-212-5874. That is 713-212-KTRH. Good luck. We have ourselves a winner. That would be Tony in Houston. Knew the right year was 1995. Well done, Tony. Get a pair of tickets to see Joe Satriani and Steve Bay at 713 Music Hall on May the 5th. Enjoy the show, and thank you for listening to Houston's Morning News. This is News Radio 740, KTRH Houston. Live everywhere with IRM. Now, the latest news, weather, and traffic from the Gallery Furniture Made in America studios. It is 7 a.m. here on Houston's Morning News. I'm Jimmy Barrett along with Sheriff Fryer. Among our top stories this FR, looks like we're getting back to normal today or close to it. Cruz endorses Trump. And coming up at 708, carpooling comes to home buying. 
details in the minutes ahead here on Houston's Morning News. First, we're checking out that morning drive again. Here's Sky Mike. All right, uh, we've got that ice report on the North Sam at 45. That's on that big, tall interchange ramp. I'd be, I'd still be super careful on anything that's elevated this morning. I've got Al from Kingwood on your East Texas. Sky Mike, Dude. just getting off on the Shepherd exit on the other side going north. Mm-hmm. Huge accident. All right, that Southwest, not East Texas. That's right. And now we had that already. That was a northbound accident uh, past Shepherd. You still could have been in a sticker. This is a backup now from Greenway Plaza on the inbound side. Let's take uh, let's take the Katy instead. I'm Sky Mike on the Generator Supercenter.com Traffic Center. From our KTRH Top Tax Defenders 24-Hour Weather Center for today, we're looking at uh, sunshine for much of the day today. We're going to warm up to about 47 or so and stay well above freezing for tonight. So the uh, frigid weather is over at least for a couple of days. We'll get the forecast details with Terry Smith in about nine minutes. Right now, 21, your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. It is time now for the news. Here's Sheriff Fryer. And good morning, everyone. It's now 701 on News Radio 740 KTRH. This news sponsored by Soda Weight Loss. Our top story this hour. City operations will go back to normal. City employees will be at work. That is Houston Mayor John Whitmire. Now, the freeze does end later this morning. Most area schools are open today. We have a complete list at KTRH.com. Of course, the pipe issues are starting to reveal themselves as temperatures get over the freezing mark. We've got some problems with infrastructure. No issues with the grid through this period here. ERCOT not asking Texans to conserve this morning. The grid politics, though, there's a lot of that at play, both in the Hill Country, and now we have a privately funded transmission line connecting East Texas to grids in Louisiana and Mississippi. It's gaining some momentum, but... The guys that are building the project have called it ice storm insurance. Yeah, but Brent Bennett with the Texas Public Policy Foundation says it's not insurance. The problem is that during storms like this, our regions to our east don't really have any extra power to give. It's just as cold there as it is here. Okay, so money's going to change hands anyway. Bennett says the only positive is that it won't be funded by taxpayers. If you're flying out of Bush or Hobby today, there are some delayed and canceled flights. Nothing like Monday and Tuesday. Fewer than 100 have been impacted so far. The delays that are here are because of the winter storm hammering other parts of the country now. More than seven and a half inches of snow blanketing Music City Tuesday, a new record and more snow in one day than this city usually gets all winter. Schools across Middle Tennessee closed through Wednesday. Fox Weather's Nicole Valdez, weather warnings that next week, too, will be bringing more hard freezes all the way from St. Louis to the Florida Panhandle, not necessarily to us. 7.03 is our time. The people have spoken. It's time to move onward to victory in November. Texas Senator Ted Cruz, he's finally endorsed former President Donald Trump. He told KTRH's Sean Hannity, quote, that the race is over. Former president right after yet another court appearance rallying in New Hampshire last night with that state's primary now six days away. I know that New Hampshire will never let us down, just like in 2016. Yeah, in 2016, Trump won New Hampshire by 20 points. There's not a better choice left in this race. Trump brought Vivek Ramaswamy, that's who you just heard, to the rally stage after that fourth-place Iowa finisher dropped out of the race Monday night. Trump teased that Vivek will be working with us for a long time. 
As I said, he was in New Hampshire after attending that second defamation trial brought against him by the writer E. Jean Carroll, a lawsuit bankrolled by billionaire Reed Hoffman, who's also a big donor to Nikki Haley. In a 14-page opinion released yesterday by the full appeals court of Washington, D.C., the majority deconstructed that ruling by their three most radical judges who allowed Prosecutor Jack Smith access to President Trump's metadata and private conversations on Twitter without having to alert him so he could ex- he could exert executive privilege. They did that. Direct violation of the law of this land. The full courts, they were upset about this. They're angry and outraged, but they said there's nothing they can do because Jack Smith got the information. He's already used it. As for Trump's challengers in the race for New Hampshire now, ABC canceled tomorrow night's New Hampshire debate because Nikki Haley backed out. Looking at our money, a procedural vote in the Senate. They're advancing a short-term resolution to fund the government because, once again, might have a partial shutdown. We had a Friday night deadline. Senator and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says Johnson, the House Speaker, got the cuts on reckless spending that he wanted. But what about all these other issues? But it remains to be seen whether the Biden administration intends to get serious on its responsibility to provide for the common defense. Common defense, meaning the border, not Ukraine, okay? The White House keeps trying to sell us Bidenomics. 71% of Americans say this economy is bad, Biden. And is 31% approval from ABC News polling? This is the lowest for an American president in 15 years. Now the White House is blaming the messengers for these numbers. The media, even with the majority of them on Team Biden. Here's KTRH's Jeff Biggs. And sure, the big problem is the Biden backers in the media are too negative. Why is he blaming the media? Because he figures that he's got them in his pocket. He can say anything he wants because basically they're basically Democrat partisans. So he can say anything and they'll just go along with it. As far as they're concerned, if you don't back Biden, you're going to get Donald Trump. That is author and economist Elizabeth Ames in one of the rare times that the media is actually telling the truth. I think it's the whole picture. It's not just one thing. The fact that prices are 20% higher at the grocery store, that's huge. Every single area, they're higher. Things that you rely on that you used to not think about spending money on are just in the stratosphere. A recent poll found that only 34% of Americans expect the economy to improve this year. It's hit them in the face every time they go anywhere. Gas prices on the rise again. 264 a gallon now across Houston this morning. Statewide average 267 a gallon. Texans are anticipating getting ready for Saturday's playoff showdown against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, the FC's top seed in the playoffs. They've grown uh, throughout the season as an offense. I feel like they're much more efficient. Lamar is playing exceptional football, right, MVP caliber football. He's doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Going to see how the coach, D'Amico Ryans, there counters all this. Kickoff from Baltimore set for 3.30 p.m. I'm Sheriff Fryer on News Radio 740 KTRH. More with Jimmy Barrett and Sheriff Fryer. This is Houston's Morning News. Wishing I could be in the car Houston's Morning News. 
Millennials are carpooling for homes. <laughs> what? Carpooling for homes. Um, it's how um, they're describing how they're going about purchasing homes. Austin Allison is the CEO and co-founder of property brokerage firm Picasso, says there's a growing trend of co-ownership. Co-ownership on properties. Co-ownership, he says, is like carpooling for homes. Co-owning with family or friends offers a solution, lowering the entry barrier in addressing affordability challenges. So in other words, you go into it like a partnership. You and a friend or you and a family member pool your resources to buy the house because neither one of you can afford to do it on your own, but you can if you pool your resources together. The only danger to me on all that is you better be sure it's a friend you really, really like and a family member you really, really like too and somebody you don't mind living with because it's kind of like, it's kind of like having a roommate, right? It's kind of like you know the old days of running an apartment and having roommates. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it, it doesn't, which is fine when you're running a place. But if you're buying a place together, that can get a little sticky, you know, when you have to split things up a little bit. But, I mean, it, it's, it, it's a relatively creative solution here, right? It's a way to get around, you know, the, the prices haven't gotten so high, mortgage rates being high. It's easy to find a way to make it affordable for yourself and somebody else when you can't afford it all on your own. 710. Time for traffic and weather together as we check out that drive once again. Here's Sky Mike. All right, uh, let's see. We've got the Southwest Freeway. Oh, clear it. All right, that's the good news. Southwest Freeway is now clear. That wreck out of the way, that was just past Shepherd. Uh, we've still got quite a squish coming up from the West Loop 610. And so now let's switch over to the Katy Freeway. I feel like I'm calling a square dance here. Uh, switch over to the Katy Freeway. Grab her arm, whatever. Uh, North Loop, if you're hazardous, Terry. South Loop is actually uh, improving, too. We had a double problem at Fannin with the uh, bus starting out, and then we had an accident behind that. That's all out of the way. You've got a bit of a squish coming over from South Main. Uh, let's see. Let's go to I-45 North. Roger from Magnolia. Morning, Scott Mike. Just for all these vendors, there is a stall in the right lane. I had a possum in my fan belt. Mm-hmm. Right lane. Gotcha. Uh, tow truck ninja is already on scene, but it is causing everybody to tap on brakes right there. All right. Well said, Roger from Magnolia. I got Sean from Pearland. He's checking your belts. Hey, Sky Mike. Good morning, sir. South belt, west belt, 288 side 10, wide open. All right. Nice. Uh, let's see. Oh, East Tex, Blake from New Caney. What's up? Uh, Sky Mike, clear sailing all the way down to 99 to the beltway. No ice ice all these. I know. I want to teach them how to. There are other stations, listeners. Uh, so there we go. Blake New Caney, Sean Pearland, Roger Magnolia. Uh, also, banana stickers, Curtis from Sugarland, and John from Cypress, who dresses like Ace. I'm Sky Mike in the GeneratorSuperCenter.com Traffic Center. From our KTRH Top Tax Defenders 24 Hour Weather Center, Terry Smith is here. Gradual warming trend today, and then we really. See the temperature go up tomorrow, and I think the only negative thing I can find about this warming temperature is a lot of us are going to figure out whether or not our pipes are still good. Oh, I hope they are. Yeah, um, the good thing is we have a couple of days, like I'd say probably about 48 hours, actually longer than that. We're going to be above freezing today and stay above freezing through Friday. Now, Friday night, I expect the temperatures to drop down below freezing again, just briefly, though. So uh, we're enjoying some sunshine and a little bit more warmth today. Uh, Definitely an improvement over yesterday. Mid-40s to mid-50s today. Tomorrow we're in the 60s. Tomorrow's your outdoor day, folks. Go outside, get some vitamin D. Enjoy the sunshine. Cold front sneaks in tomorrow night. There's no rain, 
but there's colder weather behind it. So Friday near 50 and Saturday in the mid to upper 40s and Sunday temperatures near 50. Right now, 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. It's Houston's Morning News, brought to you by New South Window Solutions. Now, back to Jimmy and Shara with the info you need to take on the day. So on Fox's The Five yesterday, they were talking about uh, Trump's big Iowa win and if there's a path forward for anybody else for the Republican nomination. And I think there seems to be consensus that there isn't. We'll get uh, Judge Jeanine Pirro's comments about that coming up next. First, traffic and weather together, which starts with you, Sky Mike. All right, I've got some kind of scunch on the southwest freeway. Looks like an outbound wreck just before the West Park curve. Let's call it Fountain View just for fun. And uh, watch out for tow truck ninjas doing their thing. Inbound, you've got the usual breaks from Chimney Rock back up to the Ramps. Uh, speaking of ramps, those of you that take the Southwest Freeway and go downtown, your downtown split, uh, the Louisiana Street exit, is going to be closed. And uh, my super interesting friends tell me that it's going to be like this for a while. Till further notice, they had some serious damage from an 18-wheeler fire. They've cleared the wreck that was right there before all the pretty bridges were still backed up from Kirby. Ten extra minutes this way. What should we do? Let's take uh, Katie in. Katie's your best freeway for now. Uh, that may change in two minutes. And, of course, we'll check your roads at 7.30 in the generator supercenter.com traffic center. From our KTRH Top Tax Defenders 24-hour weather center, sunny to start. A couple of afternoon clouds today with a high temperature 47. Only down to about 40, 42 tonight. Uh, becoming partly cloudy 68 for the high tomorrow. And then Friday we cool back down high, high only around 50. Winds pick up too along with sunshine. Right now 21 at your official severe weather station. News Radio 740 KTRH. Time to check out some of our top stories on this Wednesday. Here's Shara. Good morning, everyone. It's 722 on News Radio 740 KTRH. Our headlines are sponsored by Texas Mutual Insurance. Old man winter will almost done with this, at least for now. Another front coming through, as we heard from Terry on Friday. Former HPD chief, remember him, Art Acevedo, who came to us from Austin. He's now left his post as the chief of police in Aurora, Colorado. He's moving back to Texas. Don't know where, but says it's for family reasons. More proof that we're done with woke Hollywood and TV. Ratings for the Emmys. I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> Hit a record low. 4.3 million viewers. Wow. I kept getting these notices online about who got Emmys and who got that. When was that? Yeah. Latest news anytime, KTRH.com. Our next update will be at the bottom of the hour. Listen to News Radio 740 KTRH on the free iHeartRadio app. It's all your news, music, sports, podcasts, and talk. Free never sounded so good. showing him winning in Iowa either. Uh, 7.23 is the time here at Houston's Morning News. But here's the question. Is there a path forward after Iowa? Is there a path forward for Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis? Or is it for all practical purposes over? I think Janine Pirro thinks it's over. First of all, I thought it was huge. Everybody knows it was historic. 98 out of 99 counties. And the 99th county lost by one vote. But look, it, it was a landslide. And so the question is, wh what happens now? I mean, is this it now? I really think it's amazing that Nikki Haley comes out. She's third. And she says it's now a two-party race. And I'm only going to debate Donald Trump or Biden. News for Nikki. Biden ain't 
isn't uh, debating anybody. That's number one. And number two, with Ron DeSantis talking about how great it was, the truth is he doesn't have a path forward because he's not he's not skipping New Hampshire, but he's going right to South Carolina. He's not spending a lot of time in New Hampshire. And it makes sense because the truth is in New Hampshire, he's at about six percent. So here's the question. At the next stage in New Hampshire, if Nikki Haley is at 29 and she gets Chris Christie's votes, that brings her to 40 percent. Trump's at 43. He gets Ramaswamy's vote. That brings him to 50 percent. And DeSantis is at 6.5. So Trump wins. But you know what? For people who don't think who think it's too early to call, the truth is that Donald Trump got more votes than the three of them combined, Nikki and Ramaswamy and uh, Ron DeSantis. And the truth is, people in Iowa support his agenda. They felt that he's the kind of guy who works for them and fights for people like them. And the amazing thing, too, is that he got a bigger percentage of college graduates than they did. He got a bigger percentage of suburban, urban. He got across the board. And the people in Iowa that is not not exactly a border state are like immigration is the biggest issue. So this is a resounding win for Trump, not just for what happened in Iowa. But as you look forward, you say to yourself, those other guys don't have a chance. Well, and then in New Hampshire, you're probably going to have a lot of Democrats who are going to cross over to vote for Nikki Haley. Weren't you just telling me that uh, the, the one county that she Yeah, she the won? one county in Iowa that she won by one vote, they've determined that was a Democrat vote who crossed over, became, uh, who declared themselves, uh, himself, herself, whatever it was, to be a Republican for the day. And then uh. you're allowed, after you make <laughs> yeah. the vote in the precinct thing, you can go out and say, yeah, but I think I maybe am really want to vote in the Democrat stuff coming up in oh, general it's kind of like gender identity yeah they allow you to do that at these precinct hearings you can go in and say provisionally i am vote i think that maybe i'm an independent and i'm want to be independent but i'm going to side here yeah. anyway it was in where the university of iowa is it was yeah. in that precinct so it was a young a youth vote just one like, vote made the difference just like gender identification one day you can be a boy one next day you can be a girl all depends on how you feel today i'm a democrat tomorrow i'm a republican huh yeah, well, that's pretty much what the crossover vote, too, that's going on yeah. in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. 726, it is time to take a look at your money. Scott Carr's here. Good morning. Well, mortgage interest rates have been falling. New reporting this morning by Bloomberg shows applications for home purchases jumped to an almost six-month high last week. The Mortgage Bankers Association's index of applications to buy a home increased by 9.2%. That's the highest since last July. The measure of overall applications, which includes refis, increased by 10.4%. We haven't talked oil for a while. In an earlier-than-usual prediction today, OPEC stuck to its forecast for relatively strong growth in global oil demand this year and said 2025 will see a robust increase in oil use by China and the Middle East. In a monthly report, OPEC predicts world oil demand will increase by 1.85 million barrels per day in 2025. For this year, they still predict an increase in demand by 2.25 million barrels a day. Crude oil prices are down by more than 1% for the year. Stock features are all lower again this morning. Dow features lower by 149 points. The NASDAQ down 95. S&P features down 21 points. I'm Scott Carr, Bloomberg Business on News Radio 740 KTRH. 
Distance, news, weather, traffic, plus breaking news 24 7. This is News Radio 740 KTRH. Live everywhere with the IRF. From the Gallery Furniture Made in America studios. 730. You're on Houston's Morning News. I'm Jimmy Barrett along with Sheriff Fryer. Among our top stories, schools, they're open today. So are the roads. DHS tells the state to let them back in the park. And coming up at 738, they now know exactly what causes morning sickness. Okay, but can they cure it? Details in the minutes ahead. You're in Houston's Morning News. First... Let's check out that morning drive again. Here's Sky Mike. All right, Katie Freeway, I cursed it. Well, I said it was good a while ago, and just boom, just like that, a Voss or uh, Bingle inbound. I've got an accident reported. I believe it. We see backups from the Beltway. We'll get lanage at 740 in the GeneratorSuperCenter.com traffic center. From our KTRH Generator Supercenter, 24-hour weather center, sunny to start, couple of afternoon clouds, high today right about 47. We'll get to the complete forecast from Terry Smith when we talk to her in eight minutes. Temperature right now still 21 at your official severe weather station, News Radio 740, KTRH. It's time now for the news. Here's Sheriff Fryer. Morning, everyone. It's now 732 on News Radio 740, KTRH's news sponsored by Oak Harvest Financial Group. Top story this hour. We're almost done with this freeze. City offices reopen today. Kids go back to school. But when the temperatures get over the freezing mark later this morning, we could start seeing pipe issues revealed. The city system is stable. It is going to continue providing water, but we need everybody to be vigilant. And as you encounter these leaks, we need to make sure that we're getting them stopped and under control as quickly as possible. Yeah, the leaks are turning into ice so far this morning. Houston Public Works Director Carol Haddock. Texas Grid is holding up through this multi-day event. It has, but about 100 homes in Magnolia lost natural gas service on Monday. Energy company Epcor blaming the problem on low pressure in the main service line. It's been resolved. The climate crusaders, though, can't get their stories straight. New York Times has gone from saying climate change is going to end snow forever, just saying it's going to cause more snow than ever before. Greenies also don't like being called out over their climate hypocrisy, especially Biden climate czar John Kerry. What's the carbon footprint of these events every single year that you come here? You think it's worth it? Peasants pay for your crimes? That's a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Kerry confronted in Davos attending the World Economic Forum Summit with fellow billionaires in their private planes and private vehicles. Kerry's boss just had the Homeland Security Department threaten Texas over taking control of a city park in Eagle Pass last week, a park where federals have been processing, that's where they stage it, thousands of illegal invaders into Eagle Pass in Texas. DHS sent the letter um, to a state, to the state demanding the feds get access again. They want to use it. It's their property, they think. It's control of that park they want by tomorrow. The White House outrageously also blaming Texas and our National Guard for allowing the drowning deaths of three illegal aliens who were trying to leave Mexico and enter illegally into Eagle Pass last week. Every person that drowns in the river, every woman, every child, every man, and every woman who's raped coming across here, it's at the hands of Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a cold heart. He doesn't care who dies across that river. Yeah, it was only making the charges against Texas after the Mexican government was pulling bodies out of the water. No one alerted. No one saw. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick told Fox that the troopers had noticed anyone struggling. They would, as they always do, try to save them. 
A planned walkout of the State Department by Biden staffers upset over the administration's so-called support of Israel against Hamas. It didn't happen yesterday because of the winter storm. Meantime, the U.S. did launch more strikes on the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen. National Security Spokesman John Kirby says they took down a ballistic missiles owned by that terrorist group. We believe that we did have a good effect with those strikes in terms of disrupting and degrading their capability uh, uh, to conduct military uh, offensive operations. The world is on fire. You're seeing major pushback now coming from conservatives and other governments all the way from Germany to South America. Our election not the only important one this year. Fifty other countries, in fact, could redefine what is it to have a democracy. Here's KTRH's Jeff Biggs. And sure, according to Newsmax writer Koff Skeevers, the one big thing we're seeing across the globe, conservatives versus radical progressives. The choices now almost everywhere are between these two models. And if you look at populism, is basically, you know, the blue collars that normally were associated with the left kind of migrate into these more nationalistic policies that the right has all of its policy. Some of the key elections will be in Russia, the UK, India, and South Africa. Well, we see it normally defined as democracy is you know, free elections and free press and this sort of stuff. But more recently, you know, especially since Trump's election and, and this first wave, there's an increasing effort to redefine democracy in some sort of the international liberal order. And what kind of world will we see with half of the world's population set to vote? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Thanks a lot, Jeff. It's now 736. This is enough to make you sick. Price controls on prescription drugs are so proud of it, touted by the Biden administration. What it's resulted in is fewer new drugs, maybe effective drugs, making it to the market. Why? Sadly, I think many of these efforts have more to do with campaigning than they do with making drugs affordable. Healthcare analyst David Balot, he blames high drug prices on government giveaways to the healthcare industry. All they would need to do is remove these benefits and these advantages and these safe harbors that they've given them. But they're unwilling to do that because there's too much money that flows from those organizations to our elected officials. Yeah, the big guy's going to the big guy. Bloomberg reports drug companies are delaying the release of medications in order to get around price controls. So who suffers? This is how inflation impacts our bottom line. The federal government's own numbers showing we need to spend about $126 now for groceries that would have cost us 100 bucks in 2019. And the rich get richer under Biden's inflated economy. The wealthiest 10% now own 93% of the stock market. Heritage Foundation economist E.J. Antoni says Americans will wake up and smell the coffee at some point. Even if they can't quite put their finger on exactly how the president has caused these terrible economic conditions, the president will at some point get blamed. He says it's inflation under Biden that's made the rich even more rich than ever. The richer, richer. Price of gold continuing to climb in uncertain economic times. Kenny Duncan Jr., co-owner of U.S. Coins and Jewelry in Houston, is seeing it firsthand. We are extremely busy on both sides of the table. There's heavy selling pressure and a ton of people buying. And the opportunities are not just in gold coins, but in getting rid of old jewelry, too. This type of market presents the opportunity to be able to sell it and get good money for it. And while there are any number of reasons why gold is moving higher, at least for now, the trend is your friend. 
Stuart Nance, News Radio 740 KTRH. I'm Sheriff Fryer on News Radio 740 KTRH. Need land clearing? Daniel Dean, Land Clearing and Dirt Work, 281-356-DIRT. News, weather, and traffic updates. It makes my day easier. Remember, the rule of three can make the day better. On News Radio 740 KTRH. story is maybe a good start for good news for women who suffer from morning sickness although i will say (laughs) the article appears in parents magazine and they refer to those who suffer from morning sickness as birthers (laughs) and um pregnant persons they don't identify never use the term woman even though the last time i checked the only Sex capable of getting pregnant is a woman. The older ones will be equipped. I wonder, every one of these people were born of a woman. Yes. And many of them are women themselves. This article was written by a woman. How can they do this to their mothers? How can they do it to themselves? And their grandmothers and their great-grandmothers. Okay, but but, but, but back to the story here, because this has potential good news. Um, They have figured out finally exactly what causes morning sickness. Now, they haven't figured out how to cure it yet, but they at least figured it out. They have, they've gotten it down to a hormone, hormone known as GDF-15. It is produced in the placenta, and it is produced at huge levels in some women when they become pregnant. That's what causes the nausea and the vomiting and all the things that go along with it. What they haven't figured out is... Is there anything we can do to counteract that hormone? And what is the unintended consequences if, if you, you do? do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's always... Because you, <laughs> you can't always give pregnant women drugs. I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes the drugs can have negative uh, side effects on somebody who's pregnant. So, you know, I, I guess that's half the battle, figuring out exactly what it is. And, and, you know, as for why some women get morning sickness and some don't, they say it's just it's a matter of heredity. You know, from that standpoint of how much how much of this hormone your body produces is usually, you know, passed down from generation to generation. So if your mom was had morning sickness, chances are you if you get pregnant will have morning sickness as well. On cinnamon. Too much cinnamon. Too much cinnamon. And I've never really been crazy about cinnamon. But you crave cinnamon? I don't. Oh, okay. I'm not crazy about it. Oh, okay. Then A little what? bit of cinnamon is okay. Yeah. So but- why would you eat it if you were pregnant? Unless no, you're... my mother got sick oh. on cinnamon when she was pregnant okay. with me. Okay, so she and likes cinnamon. And I was cinnamon. born with an aversion to cinnamon. Isn't that funny? You know, my, my oldest, Matt, his mom drank apple juice by the gallons. And that kid, you show him an apple pie and he's happy as can be. Anything having to do with apples, he loves it. Now, the second son, Brian, she craved Taco Bell. <laughs> Guess how he turned out? <laughs> Traffic and weather together. That's- my mother must have ate Jack in a Box. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Let's check out the driving sky money. All right, we were set. I was all set up for this this brilliant shot of the Katy Freeway. I was going to elaborate on this accident inbound at Voss. Everybody's just fine, and it was blocking two right lanes in Houston Transtar. And then, boosh, while you came to me, 
tow trucks have ninja my wreck. So that's okay. I'm glad you did. Uh, suddenly, the Katy Freeway is a little smushed up. That's inbound. I've got backups from Eldridge Parkway. Who do we know on the Katy Freeway? Oh, Westside Mary. Hey, Scott Mike. <laughs> well said. I'll see you at Lowe's. Tomorrow. Yeah, be there at lunch. I have banana stickers. Can't wait. Love you all. All right, inbound, we're losing about 10 minutes here. West Park Tollway, that might be a way around it. Highway 6, eh, you got brakes. Uh, into West Chase, you lose about 4 or 5 there. Southwest Freeway, uh, we're snapped up at Chimney Rock and another big spackle from just past Greenway Plaza. So northbound, we cleared that wreck downtown. Remember, the downtown split is uh, it's closed, and it's going to be indefinite. So if downtown is your destination, my little secret hack is Memorial, but don't tell anybody. 45 North Freeway, outbound at 610. Got a wreck. Uh, let me get lineage on that. That's a right lane. Looks like everybody's okay. This is outbound, not inbound. Inbound, the North Freeway is not bad. Roger from Magnolia found that stall at Aldine Bender. It's out of the way. We're just uh, 26 minutes from Woodlands Inn. I'm Sky Mike in your Generator Supercenter.com traffic center. From our KTRH Generator Supercenter 24-hour weather center. All right, we're going to see some sunshine today. I, I think the winds are going to die down a little bit too, are they not, Terry Smith? The winds, yes, nothing uh, very breezy at all. Just a light breeze, like 5 to 10 miles an hour. So, yeah, much more comfortable. Um, it is cold this morning, much like it was yesterday at this time. But we're making progress, most importantly, with just a few clouds, mid-40s to mid-50s this afternoon. Hooray. And we're above freezing tonight, even more importantly. And tomorrow's a warmer day, and it doesn't last long. So it's a carpe diem kind of day. Get outside. 60s for highs tomorrow. Cold front sneaks in tomorrow night, and that's why the temperatures drop Friday into the weekend. Near 50 Friday, mid to upper 40s Saturday, and Sunday temperatures near 50. Temperature right now 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740, KTRH. What you need to know for the day ahead. This is Houston's Morning News, brought to you by New South Window Solutions. Another opinion of the Trump victory in Iowa coming up. Along with it, too, there's a Senate border bill that's been proposed, and there's not too many members of the House that are very thrilled with what's in there, so we'll have uh, some reaction to that as well. First, though, traffic and weather together as we check out the drive once again with SkyMind. My work wife, Christina Cruz, says there's ice on I-45 southbound at the Beltway. Now they're saying it's in the main lanes. You can get by it just fine. Just don't touch your brakes. Watch out for other stations, listeners that are touching their brakes. 26 minutes, Woodlands in. Gulf Freeway, all brakes, Edgebrook in. South Freeway, 288, nothing but slow. Belt up. West Loop, down to Uptown, 290. That's brakes. Walk from Katy. SkyMind, you got a stall car between West Green and Fry, far left left lane of the of the main lane uh, starting to get a little bumpy back there yeah that's quite a hubbub on the inbound 249 we've got a stall at greens road that's the center lane uh my question is ice what about ice lance from magnolia that's dude lance from magnolia i know here on the forgotten freeway all of our elevated roadways are dry Oh. But, uh, hey, we'll talk about that tomorrow at Lowe's. Oh, I'll see you at lunch there, yeah. Maybe we can meet Jen from the Woodlands in person. <laughs> <laughs> Jen told me she will show us. She's going to take a lunch and come see us. So it'll be nice to uh, put a face with all the ears. I'm Sky Mike on the Generator Supercenter.com Traffic Center. From our KTRH Generator Supercenter. 24-hour weather center, sunny to start. Couple of afternoon clouds, 47 today. Only down to 42 tonight. Warming up to 68 tomorrow, becoming partly cloudy. And then sunny, windy, and back down around 50 for the high temperature on Friday. Currently, it is 21 at your official Severe Weather Station, News Radio 740 KTRH. Let's check out some of our top stories. Here's Shara. 
morning, everyone. It's now 7.53 on News Radio 740 KTRH. Texas Senator Ted Cruz officially endorses Donald Trump for president. U.S. Supreme Court has rejected to hear the case in Indiana High School, where a lower court ruled that students should be allowed to use restrooms according to their gender identity. SpaceX launches the AX-3 mission from Florida today, the first ever all-European commercial crew to the International Space Station. Liftoff at 4.11 p.m. Latest news anytime, KTRH.com. Our next update will be at the top of the hour. My life. My life. My life. My life. My life. Life. My life. Happens here. News Radio 740. KTRH. Of the border. All right, we'll, get, we'll get to the border in just a second. Missouri Republican Representative Mark Alford was on Fox yesterday talking about Trump's big win and about this Senate border bill. Here's what he had to say about both of those things. This was a resounding victory. This was a, a Trump slide, if you if you will, instead of a landslide. This is a Trumpicane. President Trump is about to take America by storm. This is further proof that this is the person. This is the man that we need in the Oval Office, someone who can sit behind that resolute desk and be a resolute leader. He is showing stamina. He's going to be back in court today and then on to New Hampshire. He is not letting up. He is going full throttle. And I think, I know he's showing a stark contrast between himself and the feckless, failing, flailing president who is now in the Oval Office. Well, Congressman, I want to get your take on the business at hand in uh, in the Congress. House Speaker Mike Johnson reportedly told lawmakers that he opposes the Senate border deal. Oklahoma Senator James Lankford has been negotiating this deal. He's encouraging everybody to read the bill before they judge it, saying people should not believe everything they read on the Internet. But we've got the details here. What he's referring to is the Immigration Accountability Project. Somebody leaked a draft version of the bill and warned that it would increase green card handouts to 50000 a year, give work permits to every illegal release from custody. Congressman, what are your thoughts on this deal where apparently you've got to have 5,000 illegals come into America before you actually have new regulation on immigration? Maria, this deal is dead on arrival in the U.S. House of Representatives. First off, they should have been negotiating with Mike Johnson. They shouldn't have been doing this behind closed doors in the U.S. Senate. We passed H.R. 2 more than seven months ago, and they've been sitting on it. It has a remain in Mexico policy. It reforms our asylum. It gives a border, uh, a raise to our border patrol agents. It finishes the wall that Trump started. This is a non-starter. We don't need a Band-Aid approach to the national border security crisis this Biden administration created. We need a tourniquet before our nation bleeds to death with illegal immigration. It ain't going anywhere, y'all. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow morning, bright and early at 5 a.m. I'll see you this afternoon at 4 on AM 950 KPRC.